<laughs> so it's like creeping back into being accepted by society and not sober, but vilified by your family because they know you're a way cooler, better person when you're fucking sober. So I've got, like, I, I live at home, and there's a middle school across the street, so I can't, like, walk across the street to smoke my weed. So I have to, like, schedule it crazily. Like, I have to be like, okay, just left for a walk, sneak into the backyard, because there's no drugs in my house. That's why my mom can't listen to the podcast, because this would break her little heart if she knew I was smoking weed in her backyard. <laughs> and I don't know if, it, our whole lives, it's just seemed, like, oblivious. Like, we used to just go across the street to God A, smoke, like, pound through a fucking water bottle bong we looked up on YouTube how to make. Didn't even know how to delete the history yet. We had all this history of like 50 videos of how to make a fucking bong with a pen, a socket wrench, and a water bottle. Probably took years off our lives. But it's funny and it's stupid. But So I fucking, I roll up and facing a whole blunt is like, bad for a human being. Like, if I had my choice, I like to, like, light it three times, put it out in the ashtray, go wander around, come back, like, maybe... It it can range from, like, 15 to, like, 45 minutes later. Like, go play some Call of Duty, come back, and then do this shit. Like, I don't want to sit there and smoke the whole blunt, but I'm forced to because what am I going to do? Walk back into my house with a road roaches stink worse than fucking shit. Imagine if you're walking around with a piece of shit in your pocket, like you're just paid to fucking keep something evil and disgusting on you. That's what it feels like. They've got fucking dogs out there to detect it and shit like that. I go to Comic-Con, I was like, I could bring weed and smoke outside Comic-Con. No, bro. Standing in line for two hours, fucking dogs walking by. Wow. Can't even do this shit right. Bunch of people freezing in their cosplay costumes. My brother wouldn't stop farting because he drinks too much protein. And yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I also associate him with a lot of flatulence. Just every time we play chess, if we're ever sitting and focused on each other for more than 10 minutes, just some gas happens. Uh, Comic-Con was pretty solid. But oh no, I was talking about smoking weed in my backyard. So I'm sitting in my backyard smoking weed. No, the neighbors don't give a fuck. My little dog's wandering around. <clears throat> So I go back into my house, and all of a sudden, a truck full of ladders appears. I'm just like, what the fuck? Nothing like this was supposed to happen, but... And they back it. Like, they drive by through the neighborhood, and you know me. I'm fucking high and paranoid, and it's my fucking street, so I'm staring at any motherfucker that drives up and down the street. And then they have the audacity to back their truck into my driveway and start breaking down and taking out ladders. Like, I live here. I wasn't made aware of that. I walk outside. I'm like, hey, sure you got the right house? <laughs> like, literally, bro. Like, I literally just went and, like, questioned their shit. And I think it goes all the way back to fucking... We got robbed by painters when I was, like, eight or nine years old. Like, we had painters in our house, and we left them unattended because we trust them so much. And they stole about, like, $5,000 worth of my mom's jewelry. And they went through our change. And this was the most magic, meticulous part of the whole thing. They went through, like, every family has those big change bins that they throw quarters and shit into. You pick them out of your parents' fucking stuff, too, whenever you need a Dutch or some bullshit like that. But these painters went into our basement, and it had to have taken two hours 
to pick out all of the silver from the change thing and leave all of the pennies. Bro, Coinstar doesn't see a difference, bro. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you really could have just walked out with the whole thing. So, and it's just really the audacity at that point. Like, <clears throat> found a sketchy pawn shop. My mom got maybe half of her stuff back. And she was just, the grateful part of it was... She, like, had most of her jewelry, like, some bracelets and stuff like that on her, and those were her most precious ones, so that's why she's really grateful. <sighs> so I walk out, press these motherfuckers. I'm stupid. I'm high. And I, like, go back inside, and basically they just said, they're, oh, your paint job was fucked up from last season. It didn't even last year, so we're here to fix it. And... I was like, well, they're outside the house. They're not going to bother me. So I go down downstairs and play Call of Duty. But it's just, I'm not used to audibling to this new state. Like, it's like, <clears throat> sobriety was basically gym every time I wanted to feel something. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could kind of, like, veer up or down, like, on if I wanted to have, like, a good or bad day with, oh, yeah, I'll go smash chess or, oh, I'll go for a quick run. Like, that kind of shit. I even want to start playing some recreational shit like squash just to like, because it's just, you can feel your mental health is piecing together things, making sense. It's like <clears throat> forced meditation. Like, you know what I mean? <sighs> but it's about balance because like being like now that I'm getting back into everything else, like you take one sip of alcohol, you wake up the next day, your body's dehydrated. You know, you can't fucking do shit. And the funniest part was when I was working out, like, the goal's always been 170, and I float around 160, like, 0% body fat, 5'11 and a half. You want to do the math, see how fucking cut and shredded I am. <laughs> and, yeah, being a fat piece of shit does a lot more for putting on weight than fucking cardio and lifting. 163, then I checked myself yesterday, 167, way closer to my goal. Who knew? Beer. The fucking missing link and fucking working out and taking care of yourself. <clears throat> they tore up like the middle of my entire, like all of Newport, like right in the center, in front of a courthouse and movie theater, like four restaurants, torn apart, built a giant stage for Hocus Pocus. Like, I, I, like I probably brought it up in the last one because they've been doing it since fucking October. Also, you're doing your Halloween movie in November. It's way colder. You're fucking cruel to those people. I feel like all these Halloween movies should actually be staged in Halloween. Like, if, like, you dress up in a costume out of Halloween to film a Halloween movie, it just feels wrong. Like, I guess, like, it doesn't really matter when you're Santa Monica, California, and it's fucking beautiful outside every fucking day of the week. But, like, here, it's just like, come on, you had the 31st, it was a decent day, why didn't you just get it ready and film it by then? Then again, I don't know what a million dollar production is. I also just hate the whole idea of it, because we're still just fucking holding down and pounding these ideas until we can't anymore. John Carpenter's Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween, okay... Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th 2, like, okay, and then you didn't go through and make all eight Friday the 13th movies, you just made three, jump back to the intro again. It's the same thing that happened with Spider-Man. I want a new superhero, but we don't have a Stan Lee of our generation, so it's not gonna happen. That's the fucked up part. We all have access to all of these old ideas, so nobody has their own concept they want to bring that far forward, or they can pitch that far forward. It's always, 
I always idolized Spider-Man. If I got to direct or do the CGI for Spider-Man, that would be the project of my lifetime. Instead of saying, <clears throat> oh, I did this little doodle, or I had this original idea. Probably going to start as a comic strip, wait 10 years, let that marinate, make fucking pennies, work a day job for 10 years, and then someday the right guy picks up that out-of-commission newspaper, understands what the joke's going for, goes through the effort to write down who the artist was, calls you, inquires, hopefully not during your business hours, you can fucking take the call and fucking expand. <clears throat> like, it, it's like, sure, I get it's better to have, like, that quick hit, like, the like you know what I'm saying, like, Oh, they make uh, CGI effects. They could really do a good fucking zombie for this fucking Walking Dead Part 47. They can't even do that shit right. Because now, the amazing thing was to me when you do it based off of a written story and then you move forward from that written story, like the the branch off, you know what I'm saying? It feels like alternate editing, endings for the same thing. And sure, maybe that helps, like, people go back between different mediums, but it connects to the same thing as fucking anime movies. Hey, we're gonna drop Boruto. Okay, and now the whole season of the show next week is going to be the same exact content. You couldn't get away with this shit any other time. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're re literally selling the same story twice, and I th wish I thought of it first. It's like Adele naming her fucking albums after whatever age she's at. Fucking genius. Ed Sheeran's got plus, minus, divide, multiply. Can't wait till he gets to square root or something fucking complicated. <laughs> Not as easily made into a metaphor for fucking <clears throat> love or whatever he sings about. I don't listen to Ed Sheeran. I just think he's a funny character. Because it's like he's the perfect ginger antagonist to McGregor. They always put the two tatted fucking scrawny white people next to each other. Making jokes. <sighs> These chains were finally out. You already missed the fucking online sale. You're going to have to track down my producer in person. Round glasses, long hair. Just fucking find him. <laughs> Ask him for a, a necklace, and he will be ecstatic, and he will happily give it to you within two business days. you got to find him, see him, tell him that he ain't got on him, so he's going to bring it to you later. And the only reason I could do that little promo bit is because Jordan's not in the room right now. God bless his heart. <clears throat> it's really does Bill Burr just fucking edit and do all this shit himself but alright whatever last three relevant things in the NFL Steelers won of course undefeated when I got my three chains on so they're good luck if you want your team to do good you buy three chains and wear them to all special occasions hard to sleep in though it feels like it's fucking choking me to death Terrell Ruggs 22 years old uh, DUI accident, murdered a woman and her animal. Not w murdered, it was vehicular manslaughter, but this it's so easy to turn on people when they say, we're going to lock them up for life, fuck that person. But until it's like, that's your person you've known for years, or someone like, close to you. Like, imagine if your son made that dumb mistake fucking crashed and killed someone and now they have no support the whole society because also imagine if your kid had a fucking spotlight on them was a star receiver on a team in what's known as a party city there are questions of oh is it okay to have an nfl team in vegas because now all these kids are going to be in a fucking party city with legal weed and alcohol everywhere they go it's 
very easy to break out of these pattern habits if you don't have a culture right there that's always access to you. If you like every time you went to sleep hungry because there's no place to do takeout because DoorDash didn't exist yet, or maybe they just don't have a fucking person in your area, you go to bed, you drink some water, fucking maybe some cookies or carbs. I, I eat a lot late at night, but it. If you have that option, you're always going to go out and do it. And again, this person just got handed a bunch of money, and it's just like any person that gets an ounce of power in politics. You're corrupted. You can't help it. It's human nature. And people were talking shit about Derek Carr, because Derek Carr's like, John Gruden, I didn't send emails with him. He was my coach, and he carried me on his back the last two years. I'm not going to fucking hate the guy personally. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go on Twitter and fucking drag a close business affiliate friend because all of you feel like doing it. Because 20 years ago, I bet every coach in the NFL was talking about everything like that. I'm sure it was less prevalent. And hey, maybe less of them had email, so it was over the phone. Can you imagine if they wiretapped all of your parents' phones every single conversation like they have done since like the Patriot Act. We'd have some recordings of your parents saying some nasty shit, some fucked up shit, probably some racist shit. And imagine so your parents lose their job for something they said 20 years ago when they're an idiot because life's a learning experience. I don't <laughs> the initial point he also said that Henry Ruggs needs a friend right now. I hope I'm saying the right football player. And he also said the whole, like, it's a it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? And people even on that football team have come out about substance abuse problems because there's people that just can't handle alcohol. There's people that just aren't shouldn't drink it and there's people that just have off days. And everyone listening to this, I know you have embarrassed yourself on alcohol at least once. There's several different ways. There's a million different variables. Maybe you vomited on your local bar's bar. Maybe you shit yourself in a college campus. There's a million different things that could have happened. And they all range in forgettability if people think it's worth telling that story about you. If maybe if you're a character that like they want to talk about when you're not around. And that's what we're afraid of. And that's really anxiety and stress as a whole. But I gotta blow my nose briefly, so we're gonna edit out this fucking. I gotta do a timestamp. It's fourteen thirty-four right now. I'll be right back. We're back. Only like forty-five seconds, but hey. Uh, they say the test of a person's humanity is what they do for people that can't do anything for them. A lot of people judge someone's character off of how they treat wait staff, and that's why going on a date and being served on in front of another person is a, supposed to be an indicator of your character. Like, we haven't all had one annoying waiter or waitress that fucked up a little bit, or we were douchebags. Like, we've all been out with someone that acts a fool and annoys the shit out of the fucking waitstaff, and you're just embarrassed to be there with them. But that's a societal thing, and there's, again, a million different factors that decide whether or not that's a good interaction. The real test, the real thing that, like, confuses me and makes no sense as humans is just owning pets. That's really, like, what, like, shows a lot about humanity because it's really, like... Oh, this is just 
an animal that it doesn't. Well, yeah, sure, it depends on you, but it's how much it like loves and appreciates it, and you have to make decisions. It's an early test of responsibility for like people get the doggy before they have the fucking kid, but it's more just um, you can watch how someone treats their animal and like tell a lot about their character as a person, and all of them having their different personalities. That's the really amazing thing because like. There's not a reason for animals to have personalities. There's, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can... It just shows a whole range of emotion, and I don't even know where I'm going with that. It's really... My dog's at the vet right now. I'm really worried about him. I hope he's okay. He had half of his teeth taken out. What go, What makes... Like, how far are them from wolves? Because, like, if you declaw your cat and take out his pointy fangs... You don't own a cat anymore. You own some kind of weird rodent. <laughs> People have, like, a love and appreciation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's uh, old relationships, I guess. And there's something just uh, aesthetically pleasing about, like animals that's they were completely different but we're gonna move on from that this isn't very funny anymore <laughs> i was thinking this is my million dollar idea feel free to steal it terrence because you might be the only one listening to this so it's uh only fans they have to do their posts and who knows maybe they're not that creative so you get a portion of that only fans creators money that they make and you social media manage it. I bet you it's already happened. I guarantee, like, I don't want to write out blah, blah, blah. Hit me up. Do, 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 do. Like, I'm sure there's people that are better or worse at it. They can make those little one-line banger tweets that gets your shit up. <laughs> I know there's a coach out there. It's just like a manager for fucking any kind of, like, movie exec or anything like that. Oh, no, the screen went black. I'm scared. Is it? Are we still recording? Oh my gosh, here we are. 20 minutes in. The Tuesday cast. This is so bad, and you know why? Because I haven't been going through the motions. I haven't been doing repetition. I haven't been practicing. You gotta do two open mics a week to keep it... Like, I have not done that since I first started. So I can't expect to be good. We just keep going through the motions. If I do one of these a month, it's going to be really trash. And I'm sorry, listener. Sometimes that's all I got in me. It's getting busy out here. I'm trying to fucking do other shit. Podcast number one, The Cry of the Hungry Baby. Nobody gets it. It was the first episode of Mr. Show with Bob and David, which was very formative for me. I saw David Cross live. I have a framed picture of David Cross that's signed in my room. Inspiration. My first playlist is on Twitter, Tyler underscore Levesque, L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E. That is the first playlist. I'm going to try to do them once a month. Next one will probably be Mop Waters. Then maybe I'll annoy Jordan. And we're just going to keep going down the line, but I can probably get you one of those a month. Listen to my trash music. I probably don't even like it anymore. I had a friend help me write. Like, it's like, that's the real quandary I've had with doing the sets because I only jot down, like, four lines right before I get on stage, get through those four lines in 30 seconds, and then it's over. And then I'm just up there with the spotlight. 
dead awkward silence in the microphone. You know no one's been laughing or maybe just the weird <laughs> like veering off into the distance. It's very distracting. And when you're at these high points of anxiety and stress, you just feel your whole mind go blank. Like I even feel it while I'm alone in this room trying to talk to a microphone, say something worth hearing. And I I always knew like I needed more content and I needed to write down more, but I couldn't like sit down and do it by myself. So we just sat at a Starbucks and I laughed for like a fucking half hour saying dumb shit. And it was because there was someone there helping me write. And just find someone to bounce these ideas with. Like if you want to fucking play tennis, sure you can go join a men's league, but you're going to do much better playing tennis if you have one friend that's down to link up three times a week. There's a community for just about anything. You thought I, I didn't think I'd be able to find fucking open mics for stand up in Rhode Island. I didn't think that there was a fucking yearly fucking like Rogue Island comedy, whatever. I didn't think that happened here. Well, I saw bits and pieces, but it was never really fucking. Never felt attainable. Never felt real. Then I go to an open mic and they ask each other like, "Oh, you doing it this year?" So it's within reach, and you know everyone within seven people in the world. On this island, you know, within, like, two people, <laughs> you can get it done. Just really stretch your hands. Really try. Just keep showing up and doing it. I guess the end goal, I want to be able to, like, run my own show, but then it feels like I'd be more of a club promoter than a fucking <laughs> comic or open mic or whatever the fuck I am right now. It's just like how I should get my own mic and do this alone like I am right now, more often than not, but I'm so scared to start messing with... FL Studio because I'll be a rapper and that's it. <laughs> it's over. I'm a rapper. <sighs> It'd be so fucking fun. It'd be so easy. Just wake up every morning, pour up some lean, take some Molly, pop his hand, go into the studio, 47 tracks, club appearance. I don't got to rap. I don't got to talk. I just sit in the corner of the club, bottle of champagne on ice, watching people vibe. Everyone, there's a bunch of people that would like that all these strange jobs that seem so impossible. Planning weddings, can you imagine that's all you had to do? You're just like, yeah, we'll get you a cake and a pastor. They're gonna while out for a while, then you guys are gonna be legally bound, bound, getting your fucking tax right off and fucking breaks. <sighs> there's another shooting. No, God, I forgot about Astro World. You can't blame Travis Scott for Astro World. The fact that he has to make statements and all of this fucking bullshit. He's a fucking kid from Houston whose job it is to go on stage and do a performance. People died at his concert. I believe that he has no liability to it. It is the venue. The venue has was not ready for that volume of people. And if you can't handle 50,000 people, it is you guys legally that made that mistake. It's easy. It's you literally have to say, "Nah, bro, we got to cut off at thirty thousand. Thank you. We're making a shit ton of money, but safety wise, we can't push it past this limit." Like, uh, can you imagine dying because Drake went on stage? It's fucking insanity. Or maybe if there's thirty thousand people, I'm sorry, it can't be an all ages show. A fourteen year old might not be able to handle going out into that mosh pit. It's not Travis Scott's fault. He's in his hometown trying to fucking put on a show for these people, probably paying thousands of dollars a ticket, 
and he just keeps performing. He keeps doing what he does. He's not a fucking paramedic. He's never seen war crimes and understand what's going out in the fucking scene. Looks like a fucking war zone, bro. He's just up there trying to fucking do his job. Security should be doing their job. There should be paramedics there doing their job. And now he has to make a statement. His fucking baby mama, who I thought they weren't even together anymore, makes a statement. Now they're all jumping on the clout of fucking eight dead people, including a ten-year-old kid. Why the fuck are we talking about this? We should just make a few rules about fucking venues being able to do what they can. They also said, my favorite theory about it was it went so much harder than Rolling Loud that Rolling Loud sent assassins to go kill people at the Travis Scott concert. My gore chat said there was over 100 dead people there. I don't believe that because you can't believe what you read on the internet. You're going to blame a kid just like you're going to blame that kid that crashed his car for creating a situation they can't control. When a car is flying at 165 miles an hour or when 50,000 people are really feeling your shit, there's some pressure around and there's things that can go wrong. That's true in every part of your life. Every little bit of yourself you put out there is a feasible risk. And you'll never know what it's like to have 50,000 people fucking screaming your name. Now imagine that happening four times a week. Imagine getting anxious in front of a small classroom doing a 10-minute presentation. Now you got to dance around for 50,000 people for fucking millions of dollars. And if you put on a bad show, you put on a bad show. Just fucking move on and make the next one better. No one got shot. God bless America. It's me talking. That's it.